Sit With Us acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to the land this podcast is recorded on. We also pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture, and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. What are these hormones that are making me feel like I want to cry at a fucking Cadbury ad on TV? Uh, Whoa, I want discharge. You want discharge. (laughs) All right, guys, welcome back to Sit With Us, the podcast. And today's episode is all about periods, my favourite topic. Uh, Ella's almost on her period. (laughs) We have a period expert (laughs) joining us, the lovely Freya Lawler. If you haven't listened to our first episode with the lovely Freya chatting all things natural supplements, I mean, we, we learned so much, babe, we, and we hope that you guys learned so much as well. And now we're going to learn everything about <laughs> periods because we have so many freaking questions. <laughs> so many questions. Like I feel like why am I waiting till 30 years old to Seriously. answer these questions? But we're here now. We're and here. I'm really, away, girls. And better late yeah. than never, I will yeah. say. Better, better late than never. And I think the first question is going to be, all right, Freya, what is the number one thing that we get wrong about periods? Mm. Mm-hmm. So um, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the number one thing we get wrong is that pain is not normal. That was going to be my first question. Yeah. yeah. It's not Thank normal. you. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I remember hearing this somewhere along yeah. the way that you're not meant to have period pains. Yeah. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. not normal. No, that's not normal. It shouldn't interrupt your day-to-day life. Like you can experience wow. like a few little niggly changes because your uterus is contracting and expelling that blood, so that's really normal. But pain is not normal, particularly when it's impacting your quality of life. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't that just blow your mind? Because we are, I'm like heat pack, yep. naprogesia. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Naprogesia, well, what's the other one that I was saying? Constant. What's the Constant. other one? Constant. There's so many in the, yeah. the blue and pill. Yeah. yeah, like if we don't have these things on standby, mm. if I yeah. like don't have a look at my days when my period's yes. coming and know that yeah. I can literally be on the couch for yeah. a day, yeah. I know that mm. it's going to be a really shitty time. Yeah, you can't function. And Dom, you're, you're pretty much the same too. Like you get really bad <sighs> p- pains as well. I get really bad pains. And for me, having this multiple cysts, whatever thing on my body. <laughs> that's it. Okay, yeah. Seriously, I was getting tongue tied with the bloody the cystics. But polycystic ovaries, I don't have the syndrome. Mm-hmm. But with that comes the risk each time I ovulate yes. that one of those eggs fills up with fluid, yep. becomes mm. this little sac, becomes a cyst. Yes. And then unfortunately when that bursts, mm-hmm. all of that fluid is in that cavity down there. Yes. And mm. it causes a lot of pain because anything yeah. that's foreign in the body, your, your yeah. body's like, whoa, sending all like your nervous system goes crazy. Yeah. So that's when I'm in a lot of pain to the point where mm. I've had to go to hospital twice mm. and yeah. like so be on morphine. It's, it's full on. And I don't hear women talk about it enough. I, I actually did see Hayley Bieber maybe like last year. She spoke about it. Yep. She posted a photo on her Instagram mm. with the bloat and she goes, no, not pregnant, just yep. had a ruptured cyst. And I was yep. like, oh, my God, thank you. Someone who's yep. got such an incredible 
you know, wide reach of mm. following. Finally talking about it. Yeah. Talking about totally. it. And which yeah. is, I'm so excited today to have you mm. on the podcast and for us to talk about this because I know for a lot of our listeners, it would be hard to seek someone out, you know, with your qualifications, yeah. whether that be totally. time, money, yeah. whatever yeah. that may be. Yeah. So we're really excited to have you on. But yeah, pain equals something's wrong you know yeah, that's not, yeah. You, it you needs shouldn't to be, be investigated pain. and don't get me wrong you know depending on what you have access to a pill can actually be an incredible solution particularly if you're young mm. you know perhaps you don't have access to seeing a naturopath or great doctors it's not expensive mm. um but I always say, you know, you've just got to prepare for when you come off that for the symptoms to still be there because it is somewhat of a mask. It does worry me. Like after Mm. chatting to you and hearing about Mm. all these things in endo and PCOS, it does worry me because when I was young, I had really bad pains with my period, went to the doctor, did the pelvic ultrasound, back then didn't really know what I was kind of doing, just getting a test to see if I had endometriosis. And at the time, I mean, he said that I didn't, Yes, but I've always had Mm. really bad Mm. period pains and also like lower back pains. Yes, Mm. And I worry now that I'm, you know, nearly 30. Yes. I plan to come off the pill around 30, 31. Yeah. And I worry what that's going to be like because I haven't actually been off the pill in about 15 years. Yes. I take it every time, every morning the same time. I'm very much like that. I don't miss miss it either. Yeah. And ever since I also had the loop excision surgery in, I think it was 2021, at the end of 2021, my periods also haven't been Mm. the same since then. Mm. And it's so interesting Mm. because... I'm on the pill. I would get every few months because I would skip my period, yep. which they say it's not even a real period when it's you're not. Yeah, it's not yeah. a real period. Yeah. Hang on, it's not a real period. No. No. It's a fake period. It's a withdrawal bleed off the hormone. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Shit. It's not a real Seriously? period. If I get off the pill and have a real period. What is that going to be like? Well, that's why you want to prepare your body before <laughs> you withdraw, Ella. Yeah. 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 I know. So and it I... really is a mask. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is. But yeah. that can be a life-changing for so many people. Yeah. Yes. It can. I don't want to demonize the pill. It's freaking awesome for a subset of people. But I think if you're in a situation in your life where you're able to explore things a little bit deeper mm. rather than just taking the pill for your yeah. chronic symptoms, please do. Mm. Yeah. If Ella didn't want to get a period yes. ever, yes. Ella could just keep taking that pill. Yes, she could. I yep. could, but mine breaks through. Yeah. Wow. I've, I've done that before. I think yes. I was overseas or something. It yep. had been a long time yep. and I was like, nah, I don't want to get my period. And then it ended up just kind of spotting and then I was like, yes. oh, okay, I'm just going to oh. get my period. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. yeah. It can break okay. through, but that's crazy. Wow, I'm that- 30 and didn't know until right now <laughs> that – when you get your period on the pill, it is not a real period. It's not a real period. I know. It does blow Fuck. my mind a bit. And How do we not know the I mean, I know that it's Babe, a fake I know. I'm so – I feel it's like a dickhead, but seriously, this is bad. But it's not just you, Dom. It's not just you, it's babe. So, like so people many. wouldn't know that. People wouldn't no. know that it's a fake period. And like doesn't – yeah. Wow. It, it, it scares me to think about even having a real period if this is how I am on a fake period. Um, yeah, but so if Ella's getting pain yes. on mm. a fake period that she's having when she's on the pill, <laughs> why is she getting pain – on a fake period on the pill. 
Well, let's just have – I just want to do a quick overview on pelvic ultrasounds because yes. I'm super passionate Please. about this. Please, yes. Yes. yes, yes. Okay, so if you're going to get a pelvic ultrasound to investigate what your pelvic pain might be due to, you really must seek out a specialist who knows how to detect things like endo mm. or adenomyosis or polycystic ovaries, those types of things. Cysts are quite easy to see on ultrasound, but things like endo or adeno are notoriously difficult to see on an ultrasound camera. Mm. The sonographer actually has to have further the skill in detecting it because it's so hard to see Mm. so the story i hear all the time is freya i've had three pelvic ultrasounds my first question is with who at what clinic was it bulk build did he scan someone's knee before he did your Mm. vagina um you know yes an older woman (laughs) yeah 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 how skilled were they in detecting this really this difficult that's so hard to condition that's so hard to detect and you know they're like oh no no it was just the general clinic so mm. then I'll send them immediately for the specialized ultrasound which yes it is about 280 bucks out of pocket but it's often the thing that then you know gives you answers for answers. you've been experienced for so long so yeah, yeah gosh. I will just say if you've had a pelvic ultrasound at a general clinic and they have said to you there is nothing there and you continue to have symptoms, you must go and have it followed up mm. with a specialist yeah. um, women's ultrasound clinic yeah. because it's a game changer. I, will be I think that. that's great advice mm. because yeah. I, when I started with my journey, I started going to just like the regular. But you how know, are you supposed to ultrasound. know? This is the thing that frustrates yeah. me. Exactly. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know unless you don't know got... until you get so deep in and you're spending, you know, $500 to go yes. to a specialised yeah. yes. gyno yes. Who's, yeah. who's doing the full hormone tests that cost yes. $200 and yes. that's probably gone up now yeah. and then you've got to go and do your specialised internal external ultrasound which yep. is another couple hundred yeah. bucks yeah, yeah, yeah. so you only get to that knowledge when mm. you are so desperate because yeah. you're yes. in so much pain that you will give anything to yeah. find the answers which Absolutely. is sad yeah it, yeah, is, it sad. is sad and the term endo warrior just like it kind of breaks my heart because it's like why yeah. why do you have to be a warrior it's mm. so exhausting when you're so fatigued and in so much pain. It breaks my heart. But we have to be our own health advocate. No one's going to do it for us. And often we just have to – We you have to push. You've got to get a second opinion. You've got to – I'm so yeah. strongly believe in that. Like you yeah. have no idea. I think mm. get one opinion, go get someone else's because you've always got to trust your yeah. gut. You have like to. You yeah, always – so right, Dom. I just know when – when something doesn't feel right within myself, especially yeah. when it comes to my ovaries and, yes. and those issues, yeah, like I know it's not in my head, bitch. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, you're not taking me seriously because yes. you think that I'm just, you know, complaining about having yes. pain. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I know when it's painful to have sex, that's yeah. not normal, yeah. sir. Yes, it's not yeah. normal. So do something about that. Like, yeah. you know, Thank take you. me seriously. And because yeah, and we don't talk about that enough. Like painful no. sex isn't normal. It's not. Normal. And I know that there are yeah. a lot of women out there that are having mm-hmm. painful sex mm-hmm. and just sucking it up and yeah, yeah. and think and doing that it, it is normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and still to this day, it happens. Oh yeah, I've got friends that that have painful sex, yeah. and they've yeah. told me, "I'm like, babe, that's not meant to happen." Yeah. And yeah. speaking of painful, and mm. this is a this is something that Dom and I uh, text over yes. um, <laughs> when it comes to that time of the month. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question because I, I messaged her about this this morning as well, and I was like, "Oh, that's a question." Um, painful poos during periods. Yes. What is that? This sharp is it meant to happen? Is it firstly meant to be a thing? No. 
I mean, it, it's kind of normal if you're really <laughs> constipated. <laughs> which, I'm never constipated. Yeah. So that shot up your bum. The shot, that the shot, shooting. Shot. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not normal. No, you want to, yeah, you just, you want to get the pelvic ultrasound, the proper one. But wait, just make what sure does this okay. mean? Yeah. So what? it really depends on what it's due to. You could have had constipation for a long time and the nerves around that area are super duper sensitive. You know, in some cases that can cause pain with evacuation or doing a poo. Uh, in some cases, I see it quite a bit in endo where there could be endo around the bowel and that's quite common. It's like this shooting sharp, shotting pain that's yeah quite We've common had that. but not always directly related to it but it is one of those sort of symptoms that I look for, look out for and go hmm, okay all right that's sort of like another little potential I think mine potentially sorry yes. to interrupt because I had my appendix out when I was 19 did you? and when they did yes. the laparoscopy yeah they did say that there was scar tissue in there yes and didn't say much from it after that You're but so I've right, heard Tom. I'm glad you I've brought heard that up stories yep that People that have had their appendix removed, the scar tissue is actually caused a lot of pain. Caused the pain. From so it going. can like if you imagine scar tissue or adhesions. Yeah. Scar yes. tissue, it feels like, and you guys would know the feeling. It's like you've got a rubber band pulled mm. tight, yeah. and it's like just trying to stretch a bit more. That's the scar tissue can also like fuse to organs and like it's going yes, to stick that's to something, the thing, right? So when yeah. you're pooing and your organs are kind of moving and stretching, right. it can pull on the scar tissue, which can be like tight and sharp and you've got lots of nerves in there. Right. So it can absolutely be that too. And also I know sometimes, not all the time, but yep. sometimes when I'm on a period, yep. my, I might have like a bit more of the runs. Or yes. It's like not as a healthy yes. stool, like totally. yeah. that kind of yes. term. Yeah, so, like, sister. Yeah, is that is that meant to happen? <laughs> Look, I think I think what we don't know is that menstruation is actually quite an inflammatory event for the normal person. Right. The actual act of that expelling of the menstrual blood is somewhat of an inflammatory event. So because, you know, and it's so good to think about actually the anatomy. If you think about your anatomy, and this is called the peritoneal cavity, we have a peritoneum and it keeps all of our abdominal and pelvic organs really buoyant. That's what sort of keeps them bouncing around. If there's inflammation in one of those organs, like the uterus is bleeding and it's a little bit inflamed, the rest of the area the uterus is pressed up against the bowel the bladder you're going to feel that they're right. sharing the mm. same cavity mm. if there's yep. inflammation somewhere it's going to impact the rest of the organs there so it's really common to have loose stools during a period okay. i get it too yeah um yeah okay that's pretty and, normal. and to be constipated pre-period as well is that yeah extremely common really? so you could progesterone yeah. Yeah, it, it that bastard be... as well, progesterone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me nauseous. It yep. makes me feel shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it should actually have the opposite effect, Dom. If you, it should have the opposite. Effect. Oh, look, I'm just. I, mean, I'm I don't even know. I don't even know how they. I don't even know how those things affect me, and I feel like yeah. it's because I'm on the pill. Like I yeah. don't really know. Well, the thing is, I know the like I know how I feel because yes. I feel my. Ovulating, I actually yes. I feel it. Like I know well, see, which side I'm ovulating from. Yes. So I track yeah. it in my in my period tracker thing. Good girl. And so then I know, like, before my I actually start bleeding. Yeah. I don't feel good. Like I don't want to eat dinner the night before. I feel a bit nauseous. So yep. why is 
that progesterone then making me feel nauseous. It's not necessarily or, just the progesterone, but if you looked at a chart, I wish I could show you guys, if you looked at a chart of how hormones behave across the cycle, so from menstruation, your period to ovulation until you get your next period, they go like this. Wow. And right before you get your period, your hormones literally drop off. It's like they drop off a cliff. Mm. And that is God. because they've done all their hard work, you haven't made a baby, yeah. and that uterine lining needs to slow off and you need to have a period and the hormones chill out. Well, you've wow. got your period, they're like flatlined, which is usually wow. why from a nervous system perspective, you're kind of okay. Like you might be in pain, yeah. but mentally you could be a bit more stable than that before you get yeah. your period. That can get a bit hairy. Yeah. PMS, PMPD. PM- and that was something that also we wanted yes, to Yes, we want to talk about. about that. And we're definitely yeah. going to talk about natural remedies. But yes. yeah, I, just, I really want to know yeah. why though. Because mm. this is something that I think a lot of people are going to be interested in. Yeah. PMS. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What are you? How do and we what are these? This? What are these hormones yes. that are making so, me feel yeah. nauseous, that are making me feel like I want to cry at yeah. a fucking Cadbury yeah. ad yeah. on TV? Or on oh, and like I get short tempered <laughs> yep. or short fuse. Tired, yep. exhausted, heavy yep. eyes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Happened to me on the drive here. Yes. On the bridge. Over the bridge. I'm like, wait, why am I so tired? Dog, yes. I need a coffee. She's like, babe, you're getting your period. I'm like, oh, fuck. Makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. So your hormones are dropping off. But usually PMS, so... First and foremost, when we talk about a hormone imbalance, we're mm. mostly talking about estrogen and progesterone. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just give yep. you a little lowdown. Estrogen's main job is to promote ovulation and to build that uterine lining so the embryo can implant into the lining. If you don't fall pregnant, you then slow that off as a period. Yep. Yeah. Progesterone is only produced from when you ovulate, okay? So this is a hormone we only get exposure to from ovulation due to our period. That is oh. it. The only time you get progesterone is in that luteal phase, so the second half of the cycle. Yeah. If you have a regular And that's cycle. when you need to get pregnant? Is that luteal phase? At ovulation and just before. Okay. Yeah, just oh, before wow. ovulation. Yep. Mm. Good. Close. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So because we got pregnant that month. <laughs> <laughs> because we only have, say if you've got a, a 28-day cycle, we only have exposure to progesterone for two weeks of that cycle, okay? Mm. So if anything is disrupting that progesterone uh, production in the luteal phase, which is when you feel PMS, mm. you only feel PMS when there's progesterone being secreted. And typically it's due to not enough progesterone being secreted and that can be due to compromised ovulation due to stress, mm. could be compromised ovulation due to PCOS, mm. um, nutrient deficiencies, too much high-intensity exercise, mm. too much fasting, restric- restricting carbohydrates mm. can also impact your ability to ovulate. So if your ability to ovulate is a bit compromised, you're not going to produce enough progesterone. Mm. Progesterone has a direct relationship with our neurotransmitters, particularly GABA. And GABA is like your rest and relax, I feel so good, can I have this on a drip hormone, neurotransmitter. So if your progesterone is a bit suboptimal, that, that is telling your neurotransmitters, oh, actually, don't produce enough GABA, don't produce those beautiful calming hormones, and you can be extremely sensitive to that deficiency. And that is when you feel um, irritable, anxious, mm. because you're not getting the exposure to those hormones that make you feel calm, basically. Wow. And it's mostly caused by, yeah, PCOS, stress, nutrient deficiencies, overexercise, high cortisol. Because you've got to think, the body needs to feel safe in order to reproduce. Mm. Yes. Literally, I see people 
where they're tracking their menstrual cycles, where they've ovulated late. And I go, hold on a minute, you normally ovulate on day 14. What was going on? And they were like, oh my goodness, my partner was in a car accident or I had this huge thing at work. And then they ovulate late and the cycle's longer. Why did they ovulate late? Because the body went, nah, if I ovulate, you could potentially fall pregnant and this is not a safe time to fall pregnant. Mm. So ovulation's not happening. Or maybe you ovulate, but it's to a poor capacity. Mm. So then those subsequent hormones that are produced are all lesser and you feel it from a nervous system perspective, hugely. So stress is really probably the biggest cause of PMS, I would say, nutrient deficiencies. So in your line of work and giving people natural therapies to deal with these things, what would you say are the the best kind of natural supplements or what we can be doing leading up to our period to prevent Make sure that we don't get that progesterone nausea Mm. that shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Mm. From a supplement perspective, you know, obviously lifestyle. So we need to start addressing the stress like we spoke about in the last episode. Of course, that's foundational. But magnesium and B6 are incredible. B6 B6 is amazing for progesterone. I've getting onto that. Yep, yeah, quite, we're getting that. Quite safe. Um, and magnesium is incredible. So yep. magnesium, our nervous system uses magnesium. So if we're chronically stressed, chronically strung out or chronically anxious, we're going to chew through our magnesium at a much faster wow. rate. Mm. So if you were going to take anything, take magnesium, mm-hmm. not really any chance of overdosing if you're stressed because yes. you're chewing through your requirements much faster than you usually oh, would be. Right. And it's beautiful wow. for the nervous system. Um, and okay. if that's sort of the cause of the PMS, yeah. you want to take the magnesium, support your nervous system, optimize your sleep, you know, improve your stress response, do some yin yoga. Yeah. So many of my patients are doing mm. HIT five days a week, mm. getting up at 5 a.m., compromising mm. their sleep, only sleeping six hours, mm. having a stressful day at work, and their poor bodies are so strung out. Mm. It's like it makes sense that you have PMS. Your body is giving you these signs and symptoms trying to communicate mm. with you that something isn't quite right. So you've got to really listen to those signs and symptoms. Do and you think, Freya, there is this whole world of only losers sleep in, you know, and, you know, oh. you've got to get to the do this and I've got to yep. kill myself to get <laughs> this and whatever <laughs> yeah. that may be, right? Because we live in that lifestyle mm. of... Mm. of the hustle yeah. and we put on a pedestal this idea of having to kill ourselves to be the best that we can be and and all of this shit because it's like oh you've got the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce that to me doesn't make sense because it's like can't you see clearly enough why you are breaking down and your body is mm. not 100%. handling things 100 percent. Mm. we aren't superhuman so if you've got pms optimize your sleep first sleep, yeah. layer on your magnesium that'll help you we sleep do that tonight yeah yeah do that tonight Let's talk about going off the pill. Yeah. I mean, where do you start? Like, yeah. what's, I mean, the yeah. best thing to do? I mean, I was having this conversation with my partner, actually. I think it might have been yesterday or there before. And I was telling her how my friend was on the pill for, again, yep. the same amount, like 10 or 15 yes. years. And she was kind of coached off yes. the pill for a yes. year before that she then tried. Yep. First go, she fell pregnant. Amazing. I mean, which is very lucky. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, I was telling my partner, like, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, you kind of need to be coached mm. off it and, like, mm. really educated. You can't maybe just get off it because I feel like things might really change yes. dramatically. I might yep. not even feel myself. I might start smelling yeah. things differently. Yes. Like, yep. my skin might break out. Yep. Like, all these things. Mm. 
are most likely going to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's it's quite daunting. The reason yeah. why I haven't gone off it is because mm. I'm terrified. Yes. And I've been yeah. on it for so long and it's been amazing. Yeah. Contraception, you know, yeah. like I haven't yeah. ever taken the morning after pill. Yeah. That was the reason why, you know, I went on the pill yeah, the to begin place. with as well with the pains. Yeah. And yeah, I guess I'm coming to that age now mm. where it's like, so what does the process look like? Do you have to be kind of coached? Prepped. Yeah, yeah, prepped. It's a really good question. And I think it all comes back to what your menstrual cycle and your skin, those two in particular, were like before you went on the pill. Yeah. So if you went on the pill for cystic acne and period pain, mm. definitely be prepared. Okay. Absolutely be prepared wow. for that to be something that may come back. Yeah. You know, the rebound acne that people get on the pill is super common so even if you didn't have breakouts when you went on it there's this huge rise of testosterone when you come off the pill every single person experiences it everybody will just you know not everybody will have a response but a lot do so you know preparing yourself from a skin perspective can be really important for a lot of people but just think about yeah your menstrual cycle health and what was happening when you went on it because of course it is kind of like pressing pause so we won't necessarily be able to get rid of those symptoms that you had when you went on it whilst so, you were on it. Like, I mean, I couldn't even remember what my cycle, if it was consistent because yeah, it was so you were long so ago. Young. Yeah. It was so long ago I actually have no idea. Yes. What if – because I hear people get off the pill yes. and then they don't get a period yes. for like six months. 100%. Yeah. And so do you, it's just a waiting game. Well, it really depends on what your goal is. So okay. if your goal is to optimise your fertility and you want to conceive soon, I'd say, you know – definitely seek out some extra support because what we're looking to do is optimize your liver function it's your liver that stores and detoxifies hormones Mm. so in some cases it just needs a bit of support so we're going to clear out the synthetic hormone that you've been on for 15 years yeah help it clear out so that your natural hormones can sink back in Mm -hmm. and at the same time we're just optimizing your total health so have Mm. you got all the nutrients to produce those hormones Mm. how's your nervous system does your body feel feel safe enough to ovulate Mm. and then we can do a little bit of you know fishing about if that period doesn't come back Mm. A lot of people might have had signs and symptoms of PCOS when they went on the pill because signs of PCOS are, you know, acne or cystic acne. Mm. And Mm. particularly if you have a PCOS tendency, you come off the pill, one of the primary signs of PCOS is an irregular period. So that is a very common presentation to come off the pill and then that PCOS really manifest. It's just hard for the body to ovulate. It's just already really struggling. Mm. And ovulation's been shut down for 15 years. So the body's like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Um, This is really tough. So yeah. Well, I'll be committing to about a year (laughs) of hibernation in case I turn into a crazy person. But there's so (laughs) much you can do though to make the experience more graceful. Yeah, I've had patients go, I'm so mortified to come off the pill. Mm. I've done it twice before. Skin was freaked out. They'll mm. come and work with us. And not to say that everybody has to do that, but yeah. if you're really nervous, it can it can really help. Yeah, And they can have this beautiful transition off. And, you know, we yeah. might do things like high-dose fish oil mm. to purify that sebum, reduce inflammation, zinc, mm. gorgeous, look after the gut health, optimise yeah. your diet. I definitely do. I feel like I do a lot of the right things for yes. the gut. Yes. Only because I have had gut issues in the past. Yeah. I did a test a while back and yes. I had SIBO. Oh, yeah. So yep. I try to, I mean, I don't always eat the low FODMAP diet, yeah. but I'm aware that that's what I should be eating. Yeah. And I don't know, I just have this like weird thing in my mind where I'm like, yes, it's daunting to get off the yes. pill because I'm mm-hmm. a creature of habit. Yeah. I've been doing this the for safety 15 net. years. Every yeah. single yeah. morning. Yep. Like, 
you know, it's a part of my skincare routine. Yes. It's a part yes. of the supplements routine. Yeah. And it's just like I think I'm more scared of just What's falling, to come. But also like the falling pregnant part because yeah. I don't want that right yeah. now. I'm not yes. ready for that right yes. now. Yes. And I don't want to ever take the morning after yes. pill. Mm-hmm. In my mind growing up, I'm always like taking five morning after pills across yeah. 10 years might be is worse than yes. taking the pill. Yep. So, is it? Is the mo- <laughs> is it? <laughs> as someone who's taken, I think, three in my life or two, two or three. It's not going to compromise your future fertility but can rock your hormones. Yeah, I say no. that all the time. Wait, so what? And the morning after pill, like I don't really know. I know that, I mean, I've had friends back mm. when we were young yes. take it. Yes. And yeah, this is years ago now. Yeah. yeah. And I, and yeah. It like makes you get a period, in- right? I think that's what well, it does. Yeah, it yeah. essentially shuts down ovulation and induces a period. Yeah. Oh. So you, oh. yeah, you have wow. to be able to ovulate in order to, to conceive. You can't, that's that where you've got that fertile window. So you can only oh, fall right. pregnant once you've, or around ovulation so the morning after pill will shut down ovulation so that that isn't possible Um, but if you if the morning after pill doesn't work why doesn't it not work is it because of the timing yeah usually you might have taken it too late and so what's and the too late? What is too late? Like yeah. after well, you've... Well, yeah, I think it depends on the morning after pill. There's lots of new ones, but I believe oh, you have mm. to take the morning after pill like within two two to three days. Of... Oh, I thought you were going to say hours. No, no, no. Two, yeah, within two to three days of having sex. Oh. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, I think it's, yeah, two to three days, but it's the, the quicker that you can take it, the better, Oh, my gosh, obviously. the quicker, the better. You can track your menstrual cycle naturally. Like it is yeah. possible to do that. Oh, no. it is, and yeah. I know so many people yeah. that do it, and they yeah. track their their temperature and yeah, you know, what, what their um, even with your discharge. You know, yes. I I notice with my discharge, yeah, like when yeah. it's thicker or when it's yep. clear and like it's a bit more stringy, yes. like all the things. I I find it fascinating because I get a lot of di- not a lot of discharge, but we've talked about this, babe. Me, yeah, 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 because I get none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Kind of the not I don't get any. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't ovulating. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm telling you what, this ovulation does yeah. a lot to me. Okay, I actually yeah. have a question about that phrase. All right, yeah, um, I love this. Why does your discharge stain your undies like bleach? Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. it's got a high pH. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah. It's oh, just, yeah. <laughs> it's just very acidic. Acidic, yeah. yeah. So it is very. Oh my god, it's just actually amazing what, you, what yeah. our vaginas do. Seriously. Yeah. Well, we do know that that discharge or mucus is what helps us conceive because you've got to think once the egg pops out of the ovaries, which are probably like here, how, if you're lying flat, does the sperm get up to the fallopian tube? It is the cervical mucus that's stretchy that creates these beautiful channels to carry the sperm up into the fallopian tube. The mucus is is amazing. It's incredible. Without the mucus, no baby, because the sperm can't get up there. Oh my there. god! <laughs> what? Uh, whoa! I want discharge. You want discharge? <laughs> <laughs> so, Lincoln, you're telling me that stuff that's in my undies right now that I can't that bloody makes stand. When the it's baby. stretchy, only when it's stretchy um, and watery. Yes. When yes. It's, and sometimes I will go and wipe, and it'll be like really stretchy and oh yeah yeah. And you whoa. are about to ovulate, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This oh is my so God. wild. But Whoa. you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, though, I would have enjoyed knowing all of this so yeah. much earlier on because I would have <laughs> right. been like, oh, my God, that means that I'm about to ovulate and yeah. this is a good yeah. thing. Like, the discharge totally. is a really, really good thing. I know. 
And you know what blows my mind is that, you know, we're nearly 30 mm. and we're learning about this stuff mm. for the very it's first sad, time actually. now. And for one, like it's a lot to wrap your head around, right? To really understand yeah. how we actually work mm. and mm. how we reproduce and how we have our periods mm. and how, you know, it's only six days of a month. Like there's yeah. so much that actually goes into learning about mm. us as women, yeah. let alone like us as a unique individual because yeah. we're all so different mm. and we all have different builds internally. Mm, like We do. So, like, it's so hard uh, to even understand we are all built so differently and Mm. what's great about what you do Freya is Mm. giving people that option that they don't always have to go to a GP that is just going to give them one option I think you know we are so educated now we are allowed to have so many other options right you know we're not stuck in a society that doesn't let us we we have education now we are able to seek out people like you that have all of this added information that could help us with our life's journey so I think it's amazing also I want to ask and just so everyone listening can reach out to you um you said that you are actually online so anyone wherever they are in Australia in the world can reach yes. out to you and actually have online one-on-one consultations. Yes, they Love can. Yes. Tell us where to find you. Yes. Really, tell us. Yeah, so you can just hop on my website, which is my name, freyalawler.com.au. Um, what's super exciting is if you live in Melbourne, you can actually see me in person one day a week as well. I reckon I'll be there soon. Brilliant. <laughs> or virtual, which is so convenient for everybody. Which I'll be doing 100%. I'll be, yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. be booking yeah. myself in because I think it's something that – Everyone We've, should try and do at some point, yeah. you know, do a full health check, whether that go to your conventional GP and get Absolutely. your bloods done and then get come the and have a look and at it. Come and yeah. we'll actually tell you what's happening and what you can do because also the GP just doesn't have enough time. Well, it's not necessarily their fault, you know. Yeah. They don't yeah. have enough time. Yeah. And they're just I do looking feel for sorry a red for GP, flag. Yeah. The GP's looking for a red flag. Yeah. Are you are you going to die? Or are mm. you do you have a disease? Yeah. Or yep. you know, so many of the patients that I see have got probably six different things happening in different systems that aren't a red flag, but you put them all together and you feel rubbish. Freya, this has been an incredible chat. I think what what Ella and I need to do is I think what we should do, baby, is go and get our bloods done and then yes, come back. And after, and after we've had them kind of looked over, maybe in a few months' time, yeah. yeah. Come back and chat about it because I think oh it'll be gosh. really yeah. insightful to everyone. Yes. And, and being able to share and yes. showing people that, hang on, this is yep. what you can achieve out of, yep. you know. My pleasure. Honestly, yeah. it's been so incredible. Learned so much. I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> but you will see me soon <laughs> and Dom very soon. It's so exciting being able to. It is so know, exciting. Know that there, there is so many more answers out yeah. there that we're going to be are. able to get so about our options. health. It's actually yeah. liberating. It is. It's, it's you're having a fake period, doll. I'm, no, I'm getting <laughs> fake periods and I'm excited to have real periods and discharge. Like, <laughs> discharge <laughs> army. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, thank you so much. It has been so thank educational. You. I hope that you guys who are listening have learned so much about your periods or about I hope so. anything yeah. that we've spoken about. And you know where to find her. Yes, we'll leave all of Freya's links in the show notes and we will tag Freya's links on our Instagram and also in the Facebook group for you guys because I know we're always chatting about it in our Facebook group. But thank you so much, Freya, for thank sharing you. your insight and just being an absolute gem and coming on and just listening to us babble and talk yeah. about uh, 
periods, which is our favourite topic to talk about. (laughs) Thanks for spreading the word. And thank you for teaching us everything that we have learnt today. 